Welcome back to Deconversion Therapy. We're a podcast. We're an Instagram account. We have heard of Twitter. Um, but <laughs> There's a great Facebook group. That is it. There's a great Facebook group, really friendly, goofy, fun, etc. You can join it. Uh, I might let you in. Uh, just cracking myself. <laughs> we up. welcomed some new people last week. Yes, um, that was the first time I, as an administrator, pushed that button. <laughs> it was exciting. She has a little thing on her desk now that says Bonnie. Facebook administrator. Um, <laughs> well, also... The book I, stops here. <laughs> I haven't told you, but I am the administrator of our email, and we get pretty regularly some of people's true funny stories to read on our letter sode. So keep sending those in. We have a website, Deconversion Therapy podcast.com and you'll see a little form there but don't forget that we have a shop we have great t-shirts we have funny mugs we even have a sleeve for your birth control pills that says (laughs) quiver full of pills because we just come out with those zingers that God lays on our heart, and then we stamp it on God, something. God has laid a zinger on my heart. <laughs> um, and there is an episode that we did about quiver full of of like what is it love darts? What is it quiver? What is it? Well, it's a quiver full of arrows, and you're supposed to like aim an arrow and make a lady pregnant. I think it just means that the arrows in the quiver you just want a bunch of them because oh those are the those are the children i think so the children are are the arrows the full quiver yeah and you just keep, they're your army right okay and as fast as that vagina can crank them out you just got to keep doing that and then homeschool but make sure you know, you don't wear a mask anywhere, and if you do, it needs to be out of the same denim as your long skirt. <laughs> sort of that acid. It's got to be so much more economically and time-conserving uh, to, to homeschool a bunch of kids. Like, I don't have to drive you guys anywhere. I don't have to pay attention to which bus who's getting on. Yeah. And like, who's where at what point. You just wait till one of them gets seven years old, and you're like, you're in charge of math, and they <laughs> teach all the younger ones. So it just folds over on each other. Ugh. Yeah. So uh, my daughter just graduated. I put it on our Instagram. I don't put a lot of personal things. But the the photo of them at the graduation ceremony, which was a big debate in our family, like, do we go into a crowd, but it was really well done. It was this huge auditorium. We did not fill it up. And they taped off seats so that people can't sit near each other. And then the students are all on the floor, and they're all six feet apart, and they're each given a little mask with a little crest of the school stitched in. And But it looks like... That's cute. Yeah. But it looked... If... My younger Christian self 
had a vision of that picture, I would be like, the end is nigh. Jesus is coming. It is such a surreal photo of like this army of kids all looking the right, same. Right, like Hitler would have enjoyed the organization. Exactly. And, you know, that there's this virus and all that. It would have freaked me out. But, of course, there's three asshats who replaced their school <laughs> one with Trump 2020 masks. And, um, yeah, anywho. But, all right. Well, I would also say to you in the whole uh, spirit of talking about sponsors, you guys go download from Audible the Pete Holmes book, (gasps) um, Comedy, Sex, God, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which has no commas in between, but uh, it's about comedy, it's about sex, and it's about God. Hmm. And it's great. And as much as I had shunned him, I just never wanted to watch his show. Now that I've read that, I just can't get enough Pete Holmes. See, that's I what love I love him. Yeah, that's what I like. And it's interesting when you get to quote and know someone and you're like, yeah. now I respect that person. Now I like that person. It goes the opposite way also. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, and I... Not a big fan yeah. right now. But, yeah, I think I am going to download that from Audible. If you do not have Audible, please mm. help sponsor the show by signing up for free. That's right. Just like Salvation. Yeah. This is a gift. And it's... Don't you get your first one free if you use our code? You get like 30 days free. I forget. But it's magical and it's audibletrial.com slash deconversion. What is it, Bonnie? What you said, audibletrial.com slash deconversion. And Pete Holmes' book is worth a free trial. And if you have to set your Google calendar to remind you to cancel 28, 29 days later, then I think that's what we're all doing during this time of being at home and trying out the Peacock. (laughs) <laughs> and HBO Max. <laughs> yep. And all the things that are turning out to be, if you get them all, more than cable. Right. But you're saving money by not going out to eat, not going to bars, uh, etc. Oh, and you just introduced I know. the concept. You know what's coming. I know. <laughs> it's happening here. I got stickers with toenail polish. From China, and they look just like a professional pedicure. They are phenomenal. So Bonnie has sent me pictures of her toes, and we all know. And they look just like a pedicure. I do not like pictures of feet. They do look like a pedicure. Yeah. I use these fingernail stickers, and man, we need a code for that. It yeah. brings me joy, and everyone needs some joy. So don't feel foolish or stupid getting something that you feel is frivolous that's affordable right now because frivolous my ass. These were $11, <laughs> and they have about 
12 different colors in there, only two of which I would use. Yeah, because it's that one like have little birds or chickadees. I mean, they always do something. Half of them are bedazzled. Right. Some of them are yellow. Yellow. (laughs) Yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, so no, there are a couple that are, you know, like proper lipstick and, uh, and such colors that I can be professional and still wear. Um, so, oh my gosh, this has been a lifesaver to just feel like there's a little bit of pretty. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I know. And that leads us into, you know, if porn helps you. (laughs) Stop. We're not going to judge. But we are going to talk about it on this episode of DeconversionTherapy.com. Which I have punnily called porn again. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So you know that uh, my husband's from Australia and cannot say pawn shop. So (sighs) Does he say porn shop? Oh, yeah. That's it. (laughs) You know, like I might go to the porn shop and we're like, oh, well. See what what instruments (laughs) the struggling have had to surrender. (laughs) Right. Um, so, well, then how does he say porn? Porn. He never says it, Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) So there is what got me thinking about this. And I think, again, it was my husband and I talking about something that came out probably 20 years ago. There was a convention somewhere And I was thinking it was in Texas, but I just looked it up for this episode. And I'll read you the quote from uh, someone named Steve Farrar. He wrote Finishing Strong, which unfortunately is not a good title if it's about (laughs) porn. But that is what I have found in doing the research for this. There's so many porn references i mean my mind goes to the dirty place and everyone else's does too and but they're unintentional strong yeah (laughs) yeah unintentional Uh, so um all right so here's what it says it says a number of years ago a national conference for church youth directors was held at a major hotel in a city in the midwest Youth pastors by the hundreds flooded into the hotel and took nearly every room. At the conclusion (laughs) of the conference, the hotel manager told the conference administrator that the number of guests who tuned in to the adult movie channel broke the previous record far and away outdoing (laughs) any other convention in the history of the hotel. (laughs) And I remember when we all heard that, like it was in the newspapers and everything. And yeah, I keep thinking it was Texas, but it was just sort of like, that is so creepy because they're youth ministers. And then they're going back home to be with young kids and girls. So, um, yeah. So that's what got me started going like, I want to do one on porn. And you're like, uh, I don't know. And then Bonnie just started watching porn. I'm like, no, not like that, Bonnie. I'm going to report about it. Anyway, you found it all. You found a lot. Yeah. And, um, 
I uh, we've really got to walk the tightrope here of laughing and finding the 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 lighter part of this because man, porn addiction is a super serious, very real and prevalent issue for a lot of people and not just Christians. Right, right. And also there's no shame in watching porn. We don't want to sound like judges and juries, although I am a judge. But um, <laughs> so there's no shame in that. We're talking about addiction and people who have porn addiction. There is help out there if it is interrupting with your functioning in society. And that's that's what we're talking about. So let yeah, us- and um and just use. So there's 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 porn use and and how you start down that path and then addiction. But but I don't want us to come off as laughing at the people who have addictions. No, no. Or feel like they want to purge it from their life. Yeah. Um because uh, that's not funny. Those are struggles. <laughs> as she laughs I, her head off. No, no but I'm it's laughing true. because I'm like, okay, I can think of so many things that aren't good for me that I gave up or I am doing. And now I've narrowed it down. And if I could just quit eating crap and sugar, I would, I would feel, I would feel like, um, a big giant weight was lifted off me. Ha ha ha. Literally. (laughs) But I, that is, that is what I would like to stop. But I have stopped drinking my favorite thing in the world. Fizzy water, just club soda. Yeah. Um, that I stopped drinking alcohol because it's your fault. I read a book. I know. And Sorry. and something at the end of the book, I was like, why would I drink this? <laughs> Let's go on. I'm not gonna so, read that. Yeah, don't read it. <laughs> don't read that book. I miss I miss being excited about drinking wine. Um I floss my teeth every day. I don't smoke. I never have, you know. But just all these stupid friggin' things that I don't do. And um anyway. Yeah. So where, there's where is I going? I, <laughs> so, <laughs> I might But oh, but when you have a struggle, it's awful. And it's every day, you know, like the whole oh today's the last day. Yeah, yeah. I'll start Monday. Yeah. So mine is and you know, when we're putting this up against heroin and even porn addiction, you know, it, it does it sounds minor, but it's the idea of addiction, the idea yeah. of you can't stop. And mine is phone, phone addiction. Like if I look at how much I'm on my phone on that little thing, it's like 15 hours today when I've been up for 14 hours. You know, it's ridiculous. And I... Do you feel like it's hurting you? Yes. It it interferes with my functioning in life. It interferes with oh, okay. my concentration on reading. I barely read anymore. Um, okay. I'm always on my phone while I'm watching a show. You know, I'm on my right. phone while I'm writing. It's It really does interrupt. So addiction is addiction is addiction. And it's so funny because I look at that like... There's no greater joy in my life than my phone. Me, well, me either. Whether it's whether someone else calls it addiction, I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's great, right? It's when it interferes with your life or your relationships, and mine does. 
Mine... I don't have a life or a relationship, so I'm fine. <laughs> you have a relationship with me. Um, I have a relationship with God. It's a but, relational. Oh, see? that You're joking, but that's the exact issue with all these addictions. It would be like, is something interrupting your relationship with God? And well, now <laughs> let's don't you steal what I'm going to tell you. Ah, but now, yeah, it's just does this interfere with my goals in life? And the phone addiction right. does. And um, so, you know, I guess with porn, at least you like jack off and you're done for a while. Is that it? <laughs> You know, but <laughs> what I, what I, it's very, I'm going to be repressed when we're having this conversation too. Um, and giggle when you say things like that. Well, we, because a, a lot of what people will talk about when I was doing, you know, just some, a uh, little research for this, people will not kind, they, they tend to not acknowledge that watching porn means that that's what they're doing. It's right. as though they're just going to go sit in a movie theater and watch it and be done. Yeah. Walk out and like, oh, I saw some good private parts. <laughs> private parts. Um, they just, there, there's so many instances of just watching porn and no mention made of, <laughs> of anything of, else. Of a strong finish. <laughs> So um, that's it. Like my phone says how long I've been on the phone, but if it was porn, it would be hilarious for people. It would be like 8 a.m. to 8.06 and then <laughs> then later 7 p.m. to 7.07. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, by, so that's just the disclaimer of, yeah, if this is an addiction problem, that's not what we're laughing at. We're trying to laugh at the bullshit that goes along with religion yeah. and how it messes people up uh, with regards to the porn. So, yeah. All right. So looking to find the light and funny in this. <laughs> so um, I did a Google search, <laughs> of course, to start the research. and uh, She just put guess- in hardcore porn. <laughs> All right. It cost Pam her Pam kept coming up. <laughs> Oh, by the way, back when I worked at an agency, I remember all the guys getting, uh, all the men came out of their offices and they went down to one guy's office, closed the door. And I'm like, what's going on? What are they doing? And um, and then when my agent came out, I was his assistant. I'm like, what was that? What's going on? And he wouldn't tell me. And I'm like, I'm serious. You have to tell me. And so I finally got it out of him. They had the Pam Anderson sex tape um, back when it was on VHS. On VHS. Yeah. <sighs> and can you imagine that now? I wonder what the world of Hollywood is like now in offices. Um, oh, I'm uh, sure that. That was not, I, I, it was just, I glossed over it. I'm like, ugh, that's gross. Were they- She's actually a client. That's kind of not cool. Oh, really? She was um, a client in the uh, not not one that we dealt with in our department, right? But you know, you'd see her in the hallway, and I'm like, that's kind of not nice to watch that. No, in here. they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> Were you, how many women worked there? Plenty. Oh, okay. I would say maybe forty percent. Yeah, that's just so. Yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah, I remember um, uh, my daughter was in ninth grade and something about she was sort of in music class, band class, and she was one of the only girl drummers. And the guys were watching something on the, you know, their phone, uh, one guy's phone all bent over. And then yep. she's like, what is it? You know, and they're like, oh, I don't know if you want to see this. <laughs> and I'm like, so in <laughs> schools, there's just little pervy guys <laughs> gathered around phones watching. I don't even think we can call them pervy guys. I know. It's just guys. It's just people. Um, <laughs> they're just because people. Just people. Celebrities. Because after like that happened, I was telling uh, a friend of mine, I'm like, they're all watching the Pam Anderson sex tape. And he goes, you haven't seen it? I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. Where am I going to get it? And he's like, oh, I'll messenger it to you. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so so he sent it over to me in a messenger, and I took it home, and I couldn't believe it. Anyway, I, so that was that was um, that was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruined. Um, I am ruined. And if you haven't seen it, that is something to behold. Anyway, yeah, that's the thing. Like for me, I always think celebrity sex tapes, especially of a certain era would just be like these grainy, weird <laughs> angles that you're like, ah, oh, they really needed a director in that room. <laughs> Does she not, did she not learn anything about lighting? <laughs> That's not true. It was all, a lot of it was outdoors. But, outdoors. Um, okay, so, okay. <laughs> so back to this. Um, so first thing you notice is on YouTube, the the church the Jesus Christ Church of Latter Day Saints mm -hmm. the Mormons they have done a whole series of really slick videos where uh, pretty much anybody who would represent you is there talking about porn and that struggle mm -hmm. and it's it's super earnest because it's a real issue um, but they don't make a lot of jokes <laughs> and which is which is fine um, but can you imagine the, uh, to me there's something crazy and and I kind of have to think well do I respect that that people are out there talking about it on YouTube where anybody could go hey I saw you on YouTube the other night talking about your porn that's I don't want my mom to talk about her porn addiction. Yeah. I went to you know? a church, and it was, if there was a church that was great, it was this one. Um, and anyway, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, where if you weren't thinking of sex when you went to church, you were when you came out. <laughs> like, right. it was just a constant thing. And one day... The pastor was like, let's pray for people with this. Let's pray. And it might have been about porn. I don't know. But it was about sex addiction. And then he said, if you have a problem with it, stand up so we can pray for you. Oh, good God. And who I would stand up. My roommate, who <laughs> is a female. And, you know, <laughs> they're. there is this thing where, you know, you're, you do pray with them, but there's... Also, yeah, there's labeling. You can't help to not do that. And, you know, so you've got this double shame of having it in secret and then you have it in a community setting too. 
And right. if there's a guy there that's struggling with that, all he yeah. needs to do is peg and hang out with my roommate who was struggling with it, <laughs> you know? So it was a hookup device? Uh, I, it, it's an easy way for, you know, things just to get worse. Oh, look over there. Paul stood up. Right. Maybe I'll go <laughs> chat him up. Um, so so if you're looking for any videos online, there is somebody to represent you. Um, and not just the Mormons. In porn um, or in porn? <laughs> <on> <laughs> yes and yes. But if you want to talk about your your porn use, there's a British pasty guy who had visual analogies. He lays on the ground with a chair and talks about the seat of the chair and how the legs propping you up are your beliefs and the seat is your overall belief. And, um, I'm all for analogies. Um, and there's, there's, uh, there are these couple guys who are their, their youngish American. They, they seem to have wives and they're talking about all of it. Um, there are a couple black guys who address it in a very casual, but realistic way, um, where they also talk about, well, isn't it better to use porn than impregnate somebody and, you know, have to deal with that. Um, there was a young woman talking about it with a giant smile on her face. And so she was very happy to have Jesus's help. Um, you know, and a married couple talking about how he finished his struggle and now she lives in a clean home. I mean, there's just, there's everybody. Yeah. Um, and you know, okay. First of all, you left us with the chair thing. I'm like, why is the guy on the floor? And why is he going to pull one of the chair legs off and be like, and this is. <laughs> no, but I guess he had his camera mounted. So he was laying on the floor with the chair and he had them all labeled with these white cards. Um, like, this is your, uh, your underlying belief. And this is your belief that everyone else uh, doesn't struggle with it, or this is just who I am. I don't remember the example. Oh, I get but, it. Um, but he he labeled a chair. Got it. Got for it. a visual. And then so he had to lay on the ground to be chair level. <laughs> and then he did the the uh, what was it flash dance scene using <laughs> but, the right. chair. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, all. I swear to God, I've never seen so many comments that were across the board. No one was trolling. Nobody was being a shithead. Nobody was calling out Christians for being, uh, you know, uh, stupid for their beliefs. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Across the board, it was comments were all very earnest and people saying, I pray that Jesus can help me get this monkey off my back. I pray you know, that he can take away my problem. It's just one after another comment. Like I suffer from this too. And they're using their real names. And I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm flabbergasted at how many people are admitting mm -hmm. to all of this. Okay. So starting off with some statistics. Ooh. <laughs> so some report, a 2016 Barna report, it's called the porn phenomenon. Oh, my God. Found that 57% of pastors and 64% of youth pastors, this goes along with what you're saying, admit they have struggled with porn either currently or in the past. Around 21% of youth pastors and 5% of pastors claim they are currently addicted to porn. They're living in constant fear of discovery. 
And that's it. You've, so. you've got to <laughs> double those numbers if you want, you know? <laughs> you know, you can't double 64%. <laughs> that's what baffles me. And who would even admit that in uh, in something where they told you it was a confidential study? That's so, to me, that's so brave because every physician, when they say, all right, how many drinks do you have a week? And you say like, Three or four, they jack it up to maybe, you know, six or seven. Right, because that's realistic. They always add. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. You're like, who's still hiding in the dark? Who thinks they've conquered it? Because that that's another thing with Christianity. If you don't, if you've prayed, you ask forgiveness and... God, you know, blesses that, then the next day you think, I am not porn addicted. You know what I mean? Right. So if the question's asked right then, you get to say, no, I do not have a problem because I'm standing in faith that I've been healed. Well, uh, uh, so if you think about how it affects the pastor's that's to me just the biggest question. If you've got a pastor telling you porn is a sin, don't watch porn, but they're doing it, they there's no way they can admit it because they would possibly get fired. Right. And so it's this vicious cycle of, you know, well, I do it and I struggle, but I can't tell my congregation, but I got to tell my congregation not to do it. Yeah. And then uh, and not get caught. And I so, have this secret. And so while I hide this shame and secret, (laughs) you know, there's, what are all the other secrets? Yeah. Okay. So the other point to me that I see, the numbers that women report are significantly lower, like in the, in the twenties or so. And, you know, we need, I don't, it's hard to get men to understand. Yes, women or sexual beings, et cetera, et cetera. Porn doesn't always have the same, you know, grabbing effect. God, the puns are everywhere. Um, <laughs> but the, the, yeah, it's just not exactly the same concept. And for guys, it can be this fantasy of, oh, look what the woman will do and can do. And when women <laughs> see it, they're like, I'm not going to do that shit. You know, like <laughs> the idea of, um, uh, you know, there are not always pleasure receptors in every orifice of a woman. So it's very <laughs> uh, misconstrued some of the things that guys are watching in porn that women will do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, oh, if they're doing it, they must love it. Right. They no. are paid to love it as but- <laughs> the hooters. <laughs> Uh, ladies are not into you. Yeah. But my, okay. So my side logic here is if women are suffering from porn addictions so much less, and that means they're a little bit more pure. Shouldn't women be in leadership positions even more in the church? What? God. Yeah. I mean, that would be. (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) And the pun. Yeah. (laughs) Like, take that males. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there was also a journal from the American Psychological Association, and I'm going to read a little bit from that. In one experiment, 2,200 online participants who were selected to be representative of the U.S. population, along with 467 undergraduate students from Bowling Green State University, they were surveyed 
about their porn use and their religious and moral beliefs. So people who viewed pornography and believed pornography is morally wrong were more likely to report that they were addicted to porn than those who didn't find porn use to be morally objectionable. Uh. Participants who reported they were religious or regularly attended religious services were more likely to believe they were addicted to porn even if it was the same as less religious participants. You mean the same usage numbers? Right. Oh. If they used it the same, they 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 felt like one time means they're addicted, or two times must mean they're addicted. Well, that's it. That's what the church has you believe when it tries to pull out every single sin, and you're like, I watched porn once. They're preaching about addiction. This all fits. You know, just that breaking down of the human spirit. Yes, and you also just said pull out. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, again, who are the people telling the truth on these surveys? That's just baffling to me. Uh, but good yeah. for them for trusting the anonymity. Because a friend of mine, when his parents sent him to a counselor, this is in high school, this is a church friend, you know, he tells the counselor he's gay. He assumes that he's an actual psychologist or psychiatrist with... Um, uh, what are those called? Ethics. Oh, I was uh, but say he wasn't. Degree. And so the counselor goes to the parents, and goes, "Hey, I guess what? I found out your kid is gay." <gasps> so they kicked him out of the house. Oh my god! Yeah, like way to get information. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so Shit. let's see. All right. So yep. All right. So the American Psychological Association says that moral beliefs may exacerbate concerns about porn addiction. Um. So I will bring up Pete Holmes again. He grew up in the evangelical church like us, and he was told, this is what you were just saying, that sexual impurity was the sin that was to be avoided. Right. And so he said in one of his videos that, oh, we were good to go as far as being saved, but this was keeping God from, I don't know, loving us. Mm. And uh, then another comment on YouTube video says, this paves a path to hell. And I think that it, it every every time we talk about something, I'm more and more reminded of this is what it felt like to be in church. It was like it was like when you got to a certain part in your math class and you just went, "I'm never going to get this." Right, right. Because which is it? Are you saved, or are you saved with some clauses that if you participate in these, you're no longer saved? Right, exactly. Or, and they always try to make it like it damages your relationship. And, you know, it depended what kind of personality you had. You could be like, that's okay. I'm I'm going to heaven. So it doesn't matter. Or like me, you know, no, I need that relationship. And you just strive and strive and you feel shame about everything. Yeah, it was... But it seems like it was tricks and, like, smoke and mirrors to make you constantly feel like you had to keep doing something, but you didn't quite know what it was. Right. For me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, am I saved or not? Am I saved enough? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, so anyway, the I also love in that same... no. What? You weren't. <laughs> We've gone over this. So <laughs> I love in this video, Pete also talks about how, so he, he, he basically ended up getting married so that he could like have sex and not feel the guilt about it. Um, 
Then his wife cheated on him. They got a divorce. And so he had to go from being repressed sexually into a person who's just normal, like a lot of other people. Right. Um, and he says, <laughs> he's like, it was like announcing to the world, I like boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, cute. and not having that shame to it. I remember right. there right. there was um, the people I dated in, at our church we're all friends because that is how church dating works. You know, are there any other places where that just, you know, it's just this weird thing? I'm sure. Movie sets. Yeah. I'm, uh, there you go. I'm sure in the, quote, real world, exes don't. <laughs> the secular world. Right. Aren't just buddies. But nope, church groups, that's what happens. Anyway, um, I was told a story about that they got together and they were talking about different girls they dated and different things they'd done. And one's like, oh, yeah. And then we complimented you because, you know, yeah, you can't get anything by Karen. As in, <laughs> my shame was so high, nothing was <laughs> happening. But it made me go like, so they're getting together and talking about yes. which girls you can get away with stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. And by the way, yes. two of those are currently in the ministry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm thinking one of them that I won't even say anything about, but he should have kept his mouth shut. All of them. Anyway. Yeah. And yeah, they their all pants. <laughs> um, all right. So then I found, all right. So here's some, um, some fun anecdotes. I, I loved listening to the ones about the black and white views of everything. These Christian women would describe what it was like to discover that their husband was looking at pornography mm -hmm. and the anger and the betrayal that they described and how they were processing it. They called it adultery and, um, uh, or the husbands would talk about getting caught and talk about how their wives didn't talk to them for two weeks yeah. and threatened divorce. Um, I mean, that's that's <laughs> it. I mean, as women, it is hard to understand, you know, like right. it is hard to understand that it's like, why do you need to go outside our relationship right right are my boobs not fake enough for you <laughs> um yeah one guy talked about coming home and his bags were packed on the front porch ah uh, <laughs> and like that it's that it's a betrayal isn't very it isn't totally accurate obviously but again we're talking the difference between addiction and casual use. Although on the flip side of that, I have had a boyfriend once tell me that he didn't like it when I was clearly attracted to guys in the movies. And I'm like, really? How are you threatened by this? Do you think we're going to get together? <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. Um, all right, so then there was also this great New Yorker article by Isaac Chotinet. All right. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. 
or Chotner, if we want to Americanize it. Uh, so he talked to this guy who wrote a book called Addicted to Lust, Pornography in the Lives of Conservative Protestants by Samuel L. Perry. Ah, oh, not Jackson. This? <laughs> this? Yeah, I know. So close. <laughs> this guy is a religious sociologist. That That's- is... The best job. That's what we are, Bonnie. We just don't get paid. We're volunteers. We're the the Uh ill-equipped, statistically, uh, religious sociologists. Okay, so he says, in terms of the cultural consequences, an entire subculture has built up around preventing young men and women from accessing pornography. Um, they're a large portion of what we would consider men's Bible studies or men's groups where they get together and they talk in gender specific terms about the things they deal with as men. A lot of that is dedicated toward quote, Hey, did you look at pornography this week? Or Hey, did you masturbate this week? (laughs) Yeah. And I just feel like that's what all these groups at Starbucks who I see on the morning coffee run yep. uh, are, are talking about. My thought life. Um, my thought life. My thought right. life is getting messed up with my visual life that's accompanying <laughs> it on Porn X, Pornhub. Um, okay, so in addition to this, are you ready? No. There is... A cottage industry of software companies selling and marketing what we would call accountability software to conservative Christians. So if the software detects that you search for something shady online, it sends an email to your accountability partners. Oh, no. Which could be your friends or your wife. Oh, no. uh, And you're basically tagging your friends who will get an email that says, hey, Sam or Isaac looked at whatever pornographic website. (laughs) Oh, my God. So they can circle back with you and ask you about it. <laughs> Did you like it? Was it quality? <laughs> what is the URL? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's something people are paying money for to put on their computers to try to prevent themselves from viewing porn. And this guy has labeled it the purity industrial complex of books and small groups and materials, software companies who are rising to the challenge of trying to prevent Christians from looking at porn. Man, that's I know. I mean, there's the Weight Watchers app. So why wouldn't there be this? Right. And we've got that tithing app that we found out about. So everything is digitalized. I don't even and know. And somebody what to say. else uh, talked about how they let their wife change the passwords for their uh, their web surfing software that is oh like child controls, parental controls. Yeah. They let their wife do it so they can't unclick <laughs> the controls and just surf. Um, so okay, so the accountability software, the one out there that is big, they've got a really Really well done and funny ad. Uh, it's called Covenant Eyes. Oh, no. See? It's, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> oh, my gosh. It would be great. We're making there, a covenant. <laughs> there is, you know, Sex Addicts Anonymous. Like, that could be used with yep. people and that. But, no, they've got to make it all Christian-y. 
Yeah, but I I can see this, uh, you know, like you. But that's the funny thing of that. This is all about shame, but people are admitting that it's happening. Right. I just I'm so I still have repression in me. Like, oh, let me have the shame. I can deal with the shame. I just can't deal with talking about it. Um, so. You know who their spokesperson is? Lamar Odom, the one who was the basketball player. Oh, my gosh. Who was married to Chloe Kardashian, who got, uh, I guess, did he pass out or go into a coma at a brothel? Yep. Yeah, and he um, ended up dealing with a lot of addictions, and that was one of them. Yeah. Um, So he's in the Covenant Eyes family, (laughs) and... um, so then, then, okay, so So, Google wait a minute. Or, so yeah. I could sign up, and then if I click on something, a message goes to Lamar Odom. Karen <laughs> has looked no. at bigbutt.com. <laughs> Big butt. <laughs> so, um, it goes to whoever you assign as your accountability partner, oh, and that's in the commercial. Yeah, this guy who's very built and his hair is very shellacked. He's like, uh, so this is my best friend, Jeff. Bing! Hi, I'm Jeff. And uh, uh, so they talk about how with the software, Jeff gets the email, and then they can talk about it. But you have to pick a very, very, very mature person as your accountability partner, and then, says, which right. is true. And then you meet at Starbucks to talk, <laughs> talk it through. <laughs> You've got to talk right through. I can't wait till the world gets back to normal and see if the small groups of men are still at Starbucks and I'm going to go up to them like, are you guys talking about porn addiction? Yeah. Are you in Covenant Eyes? <laughs> Haven't I, I seen you bad. in Covenant Eyes? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So then, of course, there is another white man who has proposed that Covenant Eyes is a satanic company and th- because they're suggesting a tool to help you quit as opposed to you know what they should be doing just asking god for help mm. that's all you should be doing you shouldn't be using this tool that um the, the, so people yeah. really clearly think the way that they handle problems is the only way right and if he knew everything he would have a nicer sofa and better lighting <laughs> But he doesn't. He's afraid to order from Wayfair because he might get a child in his box. Well, and someone on his commentary uh, said, you know, why do you guys feel like watching porn is wrong? And then somebody replied to that guy, if you don't feel guilty about watching porn, that means God has turned you over to a reprobate mind and you're on your way to hell. Repent and turn to Jesus before it's too late. (laughs) I, I, yeah, they're just, uh, okay. Uh, FYI, do you know how many people cannot spell masturbate correctly (laughs) based on these YouTube comments? It's always M-A-S-T-E-R. That's what we're going to do is (laughs) while other people have studies like that, we're going to release ours. (laughs) We're going to just go and correct their spelling. Yeah. Um. And I I think I've told you this before. I don't know if it's on the podcast, but every time I'm in a showing and I am talking about the master bedroom, I am I'm going, don't say masturbate. Don't say masturbate. <laughs> Did you know this is off topic? They're trying to change that to main bedroom because of course 
not thinking what has entered our Slave English master. Yep, our English language. That was a very uh, slave times thing. So. Yes, and I am down with that because of my fear of saying what I just said. <laughs> I have I've started re rephrasing things like, oh, this is the main bedroom. Do you ever walk in and then just have to say the cliche, this is where the magic happens? Cause no! That's, I just watched a you movie. You mean about the master bedroom? Yeah, that's what every movie, no. everything says. And here's my bedroom. This is where the magic happens. I'm like, God. <laughs> As in you turn Ew, handsome no. because I need to be some magic. So, um, but as far as like, okay, think of guys that we knew and you, I just feel like, uh, um, two guys who were in a band together. I could just imagine one getting repeated emails from another one. Yeah. And <laughs> they can't even practice because it's like, ding, right. ding, ding. Yeah. But I, and I thought that Facebook page where it's like, Jim and Susie. Uh, I thought that was bad, you know, as like accountability stumble. Right. Yeah. You can't private message anyone without me knowing. Right. Uh, um, so, okay. So let's see then more of that article talked about for conservative Christians, pornography is all about violating this biblical command to not look lustfully and not to have your heart set on something that is not supposed to be yours in terms of God's eye. Masturbation, sorry, master bedroom is something that is a part of it, but it's not necessarily inherently wicked like pornography is. And then it says, you can imagine some situations where it wouldn't necessarily be a wicked thing to do. One example might be that a Christian man and his wife are struggling with infertility, and he has to go to a facility clinic, and he has to masturbate into a cup. He does so to pictures of his wife, and he's not looking at porn, and he's trying to make Christian babies with his Christian wife. Nobody would say, hey, that was sinful masturbation. <laughs> so what are these pictures, though? I know. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Is she just in her Sunday best and he's just in there in for 45 minutes trying to conjure up? <laughs> no, she's in those pictures that were like themed where they're the old uh, country band with with the washboard. <laughs> right. And somebody else is paying the, playing the mouth harp. <laughs> Um, or glamour shots. Right, um, where her hand is below her chin and her hair's big. Yeah, I, I want to know. <laughs> and this, this poor guy in the room, he's like, really? I can't have one day off? Right. <laughs> Look at the magazines they provide. <laughs> and he comes out, uh, she's waiting for him, and he's like, I, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> she's insulted. <laughs> they divorce. Good, good plan for your masturbation. Like he comes out and she's like, "Why is the envelope with my naked pictures still sealed up?" What? <laughs> right. Uh, okay, we've got. So that's that's all I that's all I have as far as research. Oh, really? That's it. That's it. Because all I, you didn't hit on the celebrities. I almost thought we could break this up into two. Oh no! The uh, well, there's Lamar. And then um, it, this one I feel 
I don't feel like Jada Pinkett Smith when she talked to somebody about her porn addiction. Yeah. I kind of feel like it felt to me like she was going, I am a woman who enjoys sex. And now that I'm married, my husband is probably really happy. You know. I don't know. I didn't get the feeling about it that she was as upset. (laughs) (laughs) She is. Maybe. Yeah, she's a weird bird. I don't know if you saw the recent thing where she admitted she'd had an affair and she does it with him sitting across the table on her little red table talk. But. I think she had an affair when married to Will Smith. Yes. So now you sound terribly out of touch, Bonnie, because this is big news. Um, and in what they're both world, they're both very like, yeah, you know, we're sexual beings and this happened. And but we're lifelong soulmates. And we'll just keep going. And, you know, there's been rumor of their open relationship forever. But they have to discuss it in public where then people can be like, I so respect them. And it's just like, you know, that just sounds sort of like a great friendship in a shitty marriage. So, um, yeah. It sounds like people who aren't ashamed enough (laughs) right right because I'm so repressed I'm like how could you talk about that there could be a little more shame added to no I'm repressed I'm fine with that no well okay so this is what I wanted to end this on let me pull it up um okay while you're doing that I have to tell you um hey people uh you can now purchase a ring with a tooth of your loved one mounted in it. What? Remember I sent you that that picture where there is a business and they will take a tooth from somebody you love and put it in a ring or a piece of jewelry, oh like a necklace. You love that. And it's horrible. So I thought that you would enjoy. I sent it to my mom thinking, oh, she'll just laugh at this. Ha, ha, ha. But no. She tells me, I have a tooth of your grandfather's. Would you like a ring? <laughs> I'm like, no, I thought you would think this is funny. <laughs> and I, I don't even want to know how, but. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How did, oh my God. So that's why uh. I sent you a link the other day because feet are my issue teeth falling out it's bonnie's and there is i think it was in russia some um newscaster woman and the headline is news news reporter catches her tooth as it falls out on air and there she is she's just like you know and then a tooth you can see something white starting to exit and then she pops it in her hand she catches it in her hand and it's a front tooth, and she just finishes yep. the report. Does not break. Nope. It was fantastic. Ultimate professional. <laughs> yeah. As she reports, and then we received all the emails from the American people. We'll be passing those <laughs> out to your accountability partners. Okay. Um, so Joshua Harris wrote the book, 
kiss dating goodbye, and it really propelled the whole purity movement. And right. since then, he and I have become what I would call best friends uh, without <laughs> a lot of communication. Um, but I really love him, and um, we got together, and he is a fan of our show, which is insane because we are trash. But he posted this. <laughs> Take that back. What? Take that back. I'm sorry. We are <laughs> blessed. So uh, let's see. So he posted this the other day, and it really hit me. And I wrote him, and I'm like, can we put this on the podcast? We won't mention your name. He's like, mention my name. And I think it should be a fantastic movement is what I think. So it's sincere, but here goes. And this has to do with porn and sex and everything us oh my God. Christians, ex-Christians deal with. He wrote, shame off you. That's the phrase I'm speaking to myself these days and to my kids and to all the people who once read the books I wrote. We need to turn the old shame on you admonishment on its head. It's not enough to stop putting shame on each other. We have to cast it off. Yeah. It pains me that religion is so easily twisted to be a factory of shame production. Yeah. Yep. For being sexual, for having human bodies, for not doing enough as a wife, husband, son, daughter, for not giving and evangelizing and sacrificing enough. Isn't this what people mean when they say, I'm enough? They're arguing with the lying voice of shame. Shame is a tool to control and to sell and to manipulate, but it never works, not in the church or any other human group. It changes behavior for a moment, but it doesn't last. And that's what I'm talking about when people come out of the, you know, thing and say, yes, I'm addicted. Like, that doesn't fix it. Um, he goes on to write, it's a quick fix that drives human realities into the shadows. Then they become more destructive apart from community and friendship and love. So I'm speaking these words over you today, my friend. And he writes in parentheses. That's a very Christian thing to say, but I like it. I'm speaking right. freedom over you. Shame off you. We're all imperfect, beautiful, glorious, stumbling human beings, not so different from each other. Shame won't help you walk any faster. Throw it off. I thought that... That's... Yeah. I thought that was amazing. And I think, you know, that is something we definitely want to do. We're joking about it. We're expressing we still carry shame. Yeah, the, this is just me dipping my toe into, you know, <laughs> crawling out of repression. Yeah. <laughs> the sinkhole. And um, right. And for people who do watch porn or do have different expressions and sexuality um, and kinks and all those things that'll make Bonnie giggle again, you know, they're, uh, the shame of it is not helpful to you at all. 
you know, not helpful right. to anyone. And the church is definitely doing it wrong with all their little, you know, how to stop it, how to stop it, stop, stop, stop. You know, I think taking away the shame of it and then people who have addictions of porn, of whatever it is that's interfering, you can take addiction as addiction and take away the shame of the sexual nature to it. Yeah, I just keep going back to the whole idea of a pastor struggling with it and how he can't confess it. Right, right. Because they're, they're, you're never going to take it back. Yeah, yeah. If you say it. Right. And um, I mean, just like you remember your roommate standing up. I know. It's it's there's it's out there you can't unhear it and i really think i mean we've seen a lot of uh well-known pastors and youth ministers um because i follow these threads who have killed themselves in the last few years and i do not Aww. doubt a hundred percent it's one of two things it's quote sexual sin or dealing with homosexual you know, things and the shame that that brings. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. And so shame off all of you. Shame off you. (laughs) Same to you. And follow Josh Harris for more inspiring things. He's on Instagram and it can definitely be one of those things where you start to heal because the guy who you know, really pushed all that, has realized he was totally wrong and is doing his best to try and counteract it. And you know what? Shame off him, too, for that, because he wrote a book. It didn't mean everybody had to jump on it and believe it. And so. Right. And he was raised and, uh, you know, it was he was in the same bubble, the same echo chamber, you know, when he did that. And thought he was doing good and pleasing God. And I mean, what's more important than that? Well, there are some things. I know. And they... It's just my opinion. Sticker pedicures are it. <laughs> Shame off you. They are. Shame off you for those. Man, I'm going to say that all the time now. I'm trademarking it. Sorry, Josh. All right, that's it. And... Please stay well. I will shame you if you're not wearing a mask. Everything else is up for no shame. (laughs) And we will see you next week. Yep. Have a good one. Adios. gonna let my ass sphincter relax.